the reprobate travel cast. If you don't like it, you can kiss my ass. Oh, yeah. It's the reprobate travel cast. We are on the air. Welcome, everybody. I got in the studio with me Chris Cohen, traveling comedian. Back from uh, a pretty exciting week, I'd say. Welcome to the show, brother. Thanks for having me. What? Uh, so you went to Michigan City? Yes, which in, is actually in Indiana. In Indiana. Michigan City, Indiana. And you went to the Final Four in New Orleans all this week? Well, no, no, no. I just uh, was talking about the Final Four before this. I didn't actually go. Oh, I thought you said you went to the Final Four. No, no. I was uh, here. Well, just act like you did, and it'll make a much more exciting episode. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) We'll do it like they do it on TV. Just act like we've been everywhere. Make the shit up. That's fine. Have you been to New Orleans, though? No, I haven't. It was funny, though. I was talking to a buddy of mine last night. The reason why the Final Four is obviously down there in New Orleans and uh, it's, I've heard the prices were jacked through the roof for the uh-huh. Final Four, which makes sense. Yeah. Obviously, a lot of people. But, uh, you know, not so much the travel. I heard an interesting tidbit is that if you go to see your team in the Final Four, to get into the game, you have to buy a ticket for the Final Four game and the championship game before, obviously, the championship game is determined who's going to play in it. So, apparently, there's this huge rush today of uh, Louisville and Ohio State fans dumping tickets. Oh, wow. Unless they want to go see the team that beat their team play another team on Monday and miss a couple more days of work. But, I mean, you could sell those tickets, right? I mean, you could put on eBay yeah, or... Yeah, but, I mean, you pretty much got, what, 36 hours to do it. Ugh. So, it's got to be a total buyer's market down there. You could probably get a, a championship game ticket dirt cheap. But, that's assuming you went down there and didn't get a ticket to the the final four game in the first place. Well, I mean, why why buy one to the championship game at all if you don't if you can't make it to the final four and you could just make the championship game? I'd say go down there and just buy one, one off a scalper. That'd be the way to go, uh, but you know, obviously Kansas, Ohio and then two teams from Kentucky, nobody's really very close, so it's not like drivable. It's something right. you really got to plan for in advance. I just thought that was an interesting thing. Yeah, but the the Kentucky people that relocated to New Orleans have to be in heaven right now. Uh, that's true. They could just find a <laughs> ticket, and although they probably had tickets already to the, they probably bought. I would guess so. Uh, apparently, the ones that didn't go set fire to Lexington last night, but uh, that seems to happen no matter what the team. Yeah, we we had that here at Ohio State uh, for a while. There, we were setting shit on fire. See, I was yeah, whether we won, we'd set the shit on fire, and then right. we'd lose, and we'd set the shit on fire. I think it wasn't people, because I think everybody that went to the game was generally too drunk by then. I think it was the people that slept through the game and then woke up and started drinking. That seemed to be the way. I find it hard to drink for a noon game and then burn a couch at 2 in the morning. I don't know. Yeah, I'm probably taking a nap by 2. Yeah. Maybe I'm not as young as I used to be. But. No. I, I know I'm not. <laughs> so, uh, tell us a little bit about this Michigan City uh, gig. Well, I learned one thing for uh, those of you needing a travel tip. Always check the weather before you travel. Uh, it's only about a five-hour drive, which, you know, I drove it. And when I left my house, it was about 70 degrees. And when I got there at 6 o'clock, it was about 52 degrees and dropping. So I had nothing but a T-shirt. So uh, that was a little life lesson I should have learned about 20 years ago. Yeah, so just a five hours away and 
it drops, you know, over 20 degrees. Yeah, and there's a weird thing is it's on central time, even uh, though it's in Indiana. Right. Uh, so, like, there was, like, a 20 minutes before I got there, the time changed. So that was interesting, too. Uh, so what did that mean? You were late for the gig? I was way early. Oh, you were way early. Yeah, I was going from Eastern to Central. Better to be early for a gig than late for a gig, I find. Yeah, that's generally a good policy. I don't, so how was the room? The room was pretty good. I've been there before. Who books it? Uh, Sabo books Sabo it. books yeah. it? I went under a previous ownership. It's funny. The room went great both times, but I've had really weird experiences after the show both times. Yeah. With women. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Are there attractive ladies in uh, Michigan City, Indiana? Uh, yeah, there's attractive ladies anywhere. Uh, the first time I did the show, uh, a woman came up to complain right in front of me that there should have been a female comic. Uh, right on the show, which I thought was interesting, uh, because she said it clearly, so I could hear it. Oh, thanks. Lady. Yeah, it's like sorry, I was, I was born with with uh, a penis and testicles, so there's not much I can do about it. Yeah, uh, I didn't know what to say that, but this time it was really funny. I had a lady, uh, she came up behind me, like we were selling shirts, and she went around these pool tables, came up behind me, and was tapping me on the back, and uh, proceeded to have me hold up every size of my T-shirt to me to see which one she wanted to buy her son. And she's like, he's about your size, so hold up a medium. So I did. She's like, hold up a large. She's like, I'm out. She's like, hold up an extra large. So I did. And she's like, now hold up a medium. And I'm like, I'm thinking, lady, this, this isn't worth what I'm selling the T-shirt for. Just, yeah. Just, just buy one or just don't buy one. You know what? Keep your 10 bucks. Yeah. It was even better, though, because she was like, do you take credit cards? And, and I actually do have a swiper now, but at the time, I, I hadn't downloaded it yet. And uh, I said, no, she said, do you take checks? I was like, uh, sure, why not? At this point, I, I would have taken a bad check just to get rid of her. Right. Because uh, this was going on for like five minutes, this whole ordeal, for one t-shirt sale. Meanwhile, dozens of people are walking out of the boat. Oh, like, man. You, 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 just... you got to say, hey, I'll get right back to you, honey. You wait here, and I, as soon as I'm done... Exactly. You know, there's a fine line between doing that and being too rude. But she ended up writing me a check, and she was like, "Here's my ID. If you need to verify it." And I'm like, "I'm not a corporation here. You know, I'm, I'm a dude selling t-shirts out of a bag. <laughs> I'm yeah. not going to fire myself. Like, oh, I forgot to check IDs, and this check right. bounced. I'm going to have to hire somebody to sell my t-shirts. It was just. I'm going to have to let myself go. She still wrote her ID number on her check, which is pretty ballsy on her part. To just there's a guy doing a comedy show, obviously. Yeah, no shit. It's like, oh, here's my driver's license info. Would you like my social security number? I'm like, lady, it's a it's a fifteen dollar <laughs> oh, check. Like, just I'll take yeah. it just to get you out of my. There's face. a lot of feature acts that would be going on a shopping spree today. Exactly. <clears throat> Sabo gig, huh? Yeah, yeah. So maybe I should try that gig out. I haven't. I don't. I gotta call Sabo. It was a. It's a pretty good room. Like they were complaining that the uh, crowd was small that night, but there's still about you know. 50 people there. And, That's uh, not bad. Good feedback. You know, sold a lot of stuff despite the uh, the one person holding me up. It seems like that happens to me about every six months. I was in uh, Minnesota working Goonies last summer, and a guy pulled me aside while just people were just coming out. After, and I killed the room. Killed the room, sold out, excited to make some side money selling some shirts. This guy pulled me to the side. He's like, hey, man. He's like, can you take a picture? And I was like, yeah, all right, man. Yeah, whatever. So then he hands me his camera. And then him and his wife go in the corner. Like, he wanted me to take their picture. Oh, not, yeah. not with me. <laughs> just generally take a picture. Oh, man. Which he could have anybody do. And I'm not kidding you. Probably 30 people walk past. Oh. And I'm like, you asshole. Like, you could at least, like, buy a shirt. He didn't buy anything. They left. Yikes. So, See, if you don't know, comics, a lot of road comics folks make their living 
uh, well, we have to sell merchandise after the shows a lot of times, T-shirts, CDs. Cohen's just uh, filling us in on some of these nightmare stories. Uh, I've had stuff like that happen. You know, it's weird, like, when you sell shit after your show. You never know. Like, it could be... I could have a horrible show and sell it's everything amazing. I got. Yeah, it's amazing. Or I could have a great show and not sell one CD. I did a show at a senior center of 2,000 people, and I sold, like, 20, like, DVDs and T-shirts and stuff. There was a town of, like, 2,000 people. It was amazing. How about other times where I've worked a club with, you know, 250 people in the crowd, killed it, and everyone just stares at the floor and, like, runs right past you? Yeah, it doesn't, avoids eye contact, and they're just like, uh, I don't want to buy anything. But Yeah, by the same token, I had a deaf woman approach me uh, yesterday in a parking lot, and she, like, grabbed me. She's like, Hurrah! and I was like, ah, like, you know, kind of startled me, and she handed me one of those, like, things. It's like, I'm deaf. This is how I make money. Uh-huh. But the fact that she was like, she yelled at me, she didn't like, oh, she's like, like yeah. it was like, I, <laughs> she took me so up, I was like, no, I don't want anything to get out of here. And then I walked in the store, and I'm like, yeah, I could have thrown her a dollar, but, you know. Yeah, she was deaf, but she was kind of rude about her approach. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just because you're deaf doesn't mean you have to be a dick about it. Exactly. You know? So, uh, yeah. what, what do you got coming up? Uh, well, this Friday I'm doing a, a local show at the Independent Theater. It should be pretty interesting. Uh, guy booked it to do a taping. This is here in Columbus, Ohio? Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, you can get the details at my uh, website, chriscoencomedy.com, or uh, through madlab.net. It's at the Madlab Theater. Madlab.net? Okay, yeah. that's here in Columbus Madlab Theaters. I think I can't remember if I ever played that room or not. I don't think so. It's independent. They do some independent shows there. They do like actual theater plays. They do oh, some comedy. Cool. They do a lot of improv stuff there. So it's whoever wants to book some art shows. It's... Uh, Pretty interesting. My buddy, uh, Anthony uh, O'Connell, is uh-huh. putting on the show, and he's doing it mostly to get, create a DVD taping for himself. Cool. Which I have found, doing comedy, is one of the hardest things to get is a good DVD. Right. You have to be like, you have to be on, the crowd has to be good, and you have to assume your camera's worth a shit. So that's always three main factors. Like, I, I did this one amazing DVD one time, and... Uh, this guy moved his chair back before the show started, and it, all we saw was oh. this guy's head, and then the oh, stage. Oh, so he, the were, guy, the guy in the crowd, moves his chair back. It bumps into your tripod, and your camera's shooting the ceiling. Basically, yeah, it was awful. You can't send that to club owners and try to get work. Yeah, then it makes you look worse. Like you can kill, and they'll watch ten seconds of him. Like, well, this guy's an asshole, and throw it away. Oh man. So very hard to tape uh, unless you have a professional, which kind of defeats the purpose of. Uh, Trying to do it on the cheap, you know. I'm supposed to be going to L.A. Uh, I don't know whether to drive, fly, hitchhike, take the bus. Uh, you know, I'm, I don't know how much time I'm going to have. If I don't have a lot of time to get there, if they tell me I need to be there now, i got to fly. Mm-hmm. But if I have a little time, I'm just trying to think of ways to make this podcast more interesting, you know. And I was thinking the most interesting thing I could probably do is... Take the Greyhound all the way out, which would be the most brutal, miserable, shitty trip in the world. But what great podcasting! That's what what I was just going to tell you that, like the, you know, there's tons of comics do jokes about you know riding the bus and their awful experiences. It's dirt cheap, and it, but it would take forever. You don't know who in the hell's going to be on the bus, right? Yeah. So I took a bus trip to Washington D.C. one time. And, and what is that about? Uh, eight hours, something like yeah. that. Yeah. It actually was really well done. It was really cheap. But the thing is, if you take a bus trip, like, for vacation purposes, it was all old people. And, you know, you're not supposed to shit in the bus shitter. You know, you're supposed to use it to take a leak only. 
I didn't know that. Yeah, well, apparently, you know, it, it can be used for number twos, but, like, if too many people do it, it overfills the tank. Oh, God. And so I'm on a bus with old people. Of course, I'm sitting in the back, and, you know, once you hit a certain age, if you got to go, you got to go. Right. There's no stopping it. And there, every 30 to 45 minutes, an old person was back there just destroying the bathroom. <laughs> And every time they'd open the door, it was just this wafting smell of, <laughs> of old, ancient crap just coming right into my lungs. <laughs> oh. it, it was funny, though. It got so bad. This was on Greyhound? It wasn't a Greyhound. It was like a private tour bus. I went with my mom and dad. Okay. His mom wanted me to go on vacation with him. I was like, fine, you know, I'll do it. I got pestered <laughs> long enough. It was funny. My mom couldn't stand the smell, so she grabbed air freshener spray. She's like, I, I, you know, I can't take this anymore. And she opened up the door and just blasted it. Turns out there was a lady sitting on the shitter. Well, sorry, lady. She didn't lock the door, and she got blasted right in the mouth with, like, this air freshener. And it was... I was laughing so hard. I had my face in my hands. The lady came out and just started tearing into my mom. It was fantastic. <laughs> what was she saying to your mom? Oh, it was one of the younger ladies, and she's like, You hit me in the mouth. And mom's like, You should have locked the door. And they're, like, going back and forth. And, like, my mom was, like, laughing right in her face, which is just infuriating this lady more. I thought there was going to be a fist fight. It was pretty oh, interesting. that's great. It was it was awesome, but you know, and then you go to DC and they have this bus rule where, uh, due to the environmental lobbyists out there, you can't run a bus uh, without moving it. So what happens is you have two choices: one, the bus has to sit and turn the engine off, which is fine, uh, but then in the heat, you know, the smoke shit gets multiplied by like fifty. Oh man! So you get that whole thing going on. So the other option was when it was really hot on certain days, the bus would just drive around a circle in the same block, burning five times more gas than if he was just sitting there idling, which defeats the whole purpose of trying to conserve gas in the first place. Right. So it was it was kind of funny. Another irony of, uh, you know, government rules backfiring. So we either knew we were getting hit with shit smell or the bus was going to burn like half a gallon of fuel every 10 you're seconds you're by not, running around the block. You're not talking me into getting on a Greyhound. Well, uh, beyond that, it's nice to be able to get somewhere without having to, uh, you know, you can take a nap, you can read a book, you know, that's the... Can you really sleep on those buses, though? It it depends. Some people can, some people can't. I could, um, as long as you're on the highway. Like, if you're making a lot of turns, hitting bumps, stop and start, no way, no way. Right. But it's just like anything. I mean, if, if you're tired enough, you can sleep anywhere. Well, the other option is the train, which is, uh, I looked online, it was only like... Under seven hundred dollars to go all the way to Las Vegas. What uh, what kind of time frame would that be? It'd, it'd take three or four days to I get there. Say. But I mean, it's a fun journey. Uh, you got a bar car and a, two dinners included if you get the the oh, sleeper. Nice. That's one option. Uh, flying, of course, you know, nothing beats just getting there. Right. And Absolutely. I mean, it is going to be Vegas and Los Angeles. I'm going to stop both places. So I think both. I'll find great podcast. Uh, Guests and, and places. and Yeah, I would say the bus is going to give you the most uh, personal, like, people weirdness stories. Yeah, that's what I think. A train would probably give you the most environment to see because it's going to be going through some pretty cool areas going out west. Uh, but, yeah, you can't beat a plane for getting there and just getting it over with. There's always driving. I couldn't do it. I, I've done it before. I've driven out to L.A. numerous times. Really? Yeah. Jeez. I've driven to Florida. I've driven... I can make it about... Once I hit about 10 hours in a car, I start to lose my mind. Yeah. Like, uh, that's when I'm about done, so... Me too. Me too. Yeah. You almost have to stop, and then, of course, you're, when you're in a car going a long distance, you, you the one thing you don't want to do is stop, because it defeats all the right, efficiency. Right, man. Once I'm going, I'm going. Right. Pull the old uh, trucker bomb, you know, try to take a leak in a bottle. And I take a shit in a bottle. I've done it. 
It's pretty talented. No, I never that. That would be, <laughs> be amazing. You better hope you have a nice, nice firm one. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, we're going to go over some travel news, folks. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. Comedian Chris Cohen in the studio with me. We're uh, talking travel. I got some travel news stories I wanted to talk about. Uh, follow me on Twitter under Reprobate2012. Follow me and I'll follow you back. Chris Cohen, what's your Twitter? Uh, Chris Cohen Comedy. Chris Cohen Comedy. That's C O E N. Yes. Chris Cohen Comedy. Follow us. We'll follow you back like crazy stalkers. Also, we have the Reprobate Travel Cast fan page. On Facebook, where I'm going to be posting pictures from my travels coming up here. And you're going to want to look at them because they're going to be awesome. We have some cool ones on there now. I got some a picture of some monkeys that I took when I was in the jungles of Cambodia. I got a, a picture of Bob Cook trying to suck off a buffalo. Uh, <laughs> I got a picture of uh, my dick. No, I don't have that. I don't have that. That would probably, you wouldn't want to tune in and see that. <laughs> I have shit that you would want to see. But yeah, uh, so like us on Facebook, check us out. And if you enjoy the show, do us a favor. Get on iTunes, if you're a member, and give us a five-star rating and a nice comment. That helps our visibility, actually. So Now, the monkeys, were they like in the wild or were they like... We got it in this, they have these tuk-tuks that drive around. They're like basically little... I don't know, motorcycles, yeah, like golf cart looking things that drive you everywhere. We were in a little town in the middle of the jungle, and we took it out into the jungle, these tuk-tuks, me and John Wilson, like a couple of maniacs. We went in the middle of nowhere, and we saw these monkeys, and we had a a guide with us, obviously, driving the tuk-tuk. And I was like, what's with the monkeys? And the guy's like, I don't know, the guy doesn't speak English very well. And I said... Will they attack me if I try to get a picture? And the guy goes, I don't know. <laughs> I'm like, well, you live here? He says, yeah. I said, you've seen the monkeys before? He goes, yeah. I go, well, have they, will they attack me? And I, I don't know. You're on your own. So I uh, went up and tried to take some pictures. They were nice little monkeys. And I uh, got a nice little shot of them. It's a pretty cool picture. It actually looks like a postcard picture. It's really neat. Um, it's probably the best picture I ever took. Nice. Yeah. And one of the monkeys is carrying a little baby monkey. Oh, really? Yeah. It is kind of dangerous. A little motherly instinct. Yeah. She was cool, though. Huh? Wildlife. Tried to sell me a bag of weed. It was crazy. The monkey? Yeah. Hey, everybody's got to pay bills. You know? Yeah. I bought some. Monkey weed. It was really good. I can see that. It made me get in contact with my spirit guide, my animal spirit guide. Probably really cheap, too. You probably get it for bananas. And- yeah, yeah, that's right. Little, little monkeys. Monkeys are creepy, man. They're crazy little. I was yeah, I was watching the a channel and the chimpanzees actually have like gang warfare. Like they they form like factions and one will just like attack the other one. Like they do it in a coordinated attacks and then they'll cannibalize some of the the ones that they killed just to like show dominance. And you're telling me 
that evolution is bullshit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sounds a lot like what we do. Yeah. Well, then I also heard that they'll uh, go for the genitals first. So uh, I will not be around any monkeys in the wild anytime soon. No, now that you told me that. I wish you would have told me that before I went and tried to take a picture of those monkeys. Well, they probably weren't chimpanzees, so you're you're probably... I mean, what are you going to do if a monkey rips your dick off and goes running off with it? You're kind of just going to stare at where your dick used to be and say, (laughs) I I should have done that. Your dick is off into the jungle, man. That's horrible. (laughs) Wow, that was awful. It took a turn for the worse very quickly. Yeah. (laughs) So this JetBlue captain, I wanted to talk to you about this. Uh, JetBlue might be a little mad at me for the last episode. It's not my fault that you guys didn't fire this dude. You need to fire the man. The guy, lo- the, the pilot of this JetBlue fight, flight loses his shit in mid-flight, scares the hell out of all the passengers, and they don't fire him. He's suspended. I'm like, what? What do you need to do to get fired? There's probably some kind of contract thing. Yeah, but they should be working very so hard saying, to change that. Okay. I, the only thing I mean legally, there has to. I mean that's horrible press. I you mean, don't think that they'll let him fly again, do you? I can't. I mean, how could you? The, my thing is, did he just snap, or was he like on meds and quit taking them? Or I don't know, man. Seems like people on them meds get, are ten times worse than they were before they took the meds. Well, I know. Like the, I was hearing some guys talk about, it, and they said that you know, a lot of these people that take meds, you know, you don't take them for like a week, and you're just as crazy as if you've never taken them in your whole life. Like you definitely have to keep taking them. So. Yeah, good uh, good ups for the co-pilot for like like tricking him into going out to check on something. I guess. And oh, is that what the cabin. Yeah, he was trying to get back in the cabin, but he was like talking out of his ass. I guess, and the co-pilot's like, "Oh, that's crazy. You know, you should go back and look and see what's going on." And then the second he got up, he locked the door. Apparently, that's that's the rumor I heard. But. Yeah, no, I think I did read that. But you, the reason I wanted to talk to you about JetBlue is. And maybe the JetBlue people will appreciate this a little bit. You had a, a wonderful experience on JetBlue, you said. Yeah, I flew to New York. The flight was on time. Uh, they actually had, like, decent food. Uh, service was great. Price was, you know, real competitive. Like, it was bizarre. You know, it's just, it, it, that stuff is completely random to me because I have certain people tell me, oh, I won't fly X and I won't fly Y. I've pretty much flown them all. And other than an engine going out one time uh, that kept me grounded for like two days. That was, other than that, I've never really had a problem, but JetBlue was fine with me. That's what it was kind of bizarre to me to read that that guy like lost his mind. But then again, I, I, that could probably theoretically happen with any airline. Uh, but I mean, if the guy was on meds, that changes the whole thing to me. Like they kind of got to, then, well, they, the then he retirement. shouldn't be able to fly. Exactly. Cause he could always exactly. forget to take his meds. Right. But, uh, so you're telling me that you stand behind JetBlue? I flew with them one time, and it was great, you know, so. Mm, okay. Who knows? Well, there you go. There's the other side of the coin, folks. <laughs> yeah, then again, I didn't have a guy saying Al-Qaeda was on the plane. And when the pilot's saying that, that generally probably causes you to about shit your pants. Yeah, when the pilot's not in the cockpit, I'd be a little worried. Yeah, yeah. So here's another piece of... Travel news, and I know that you're going to be really excited about this, Cohen. Harry Potter tour focuses on behind-camera wizardry. The Harry Potter tour? Yes, sir. Virgins everywhere. Rejoice as the Harry Potter tour focuses on behind-camera wizardry. Tours of North London Studios begin Saturday. Tickets must be booked online and advanced. People are Harry Potter crazy, Chris Cohen. Still, after all this time. Hey, you know what? I'm guilty of it. I'll tell you what. The, I don't know how many times me and my buds 
get dressed up as Harry Potter characters and go see a movie. Sometimes not even a Harry Potter movie, you know? We'll go see Just, yeah. a Wahlberg flick dressed as fucking Harry Potter, representing dude. Go to, uh, go to the Hunger Games and be like, this movie sucks, dressed as Harry Potter. You know, heckle the Hunger Games fans. Uh, As Harry a, Potter? Yeah, start a parking lot fight with other This book movie sucks. <laughs> it needs a lovable boy wizard. <laughs> I, uh, these like book crazes that turn into movie crazes are beautiful. There's a lot of them. Twilight. Twilight. I never even heard of Twilight in my life, and then the movie came out, and all of a sudden everyone's it was the greatest movie I'm of all I'm so time. far behind on it, I haven't seen it. I, I know, I, I saw will. the commercials, and frankly... I'm not afraid of those types of vampires, so I'm not going to see it. The, the, you know, that little vampire from Sesame Street scares me. The Count. more. Yeah. The Count scares me more than the Twilight. Yeah, he looks kind of evil. Uh, he does. Plus, who's not scared of puppets? Yeah, little creepy puppet. I'm not scared counting of... Counting uh, shit all the time. Ah, 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 ah. <laughs> I'm generally not scared of uh, vampires that uh, spend more time on their hair than drinking blood. So, Well, I have to say, I saw Fright Night. When I was working at the radio station, they sent me a copy of Fright Night to watch. I've heard that's the, great. The new one. It is, man, with Colin Farrell. Yeah. I've it's good, it's good, dude. I don't know. I just, I never really got into, like, horror movies from the point of uh, being, like, scared of vampires and stuff. No, it's But not, they are it, interesting, I think. No, I didn't get scared, but it, it was still a pretty good movie. Just uh, as far as movies go, it's a good movie, you know? I've heard that. You probably won't get scared, though. Like, I, that shit doesn't scare me. No. Only time we got creeped out by that. I watched The Ring. If you're familiar with that movie, I, I, I remember hearing about it. Yeah, well, basically every time the TV goes black and white with a fuzz, the little girl comes out and just murders the shit out of everybody. Awesome. Like if, apparently, if you watch this videotape, you have a week to live, and everyone dies exactly one week after they watch this tape. Oh, wow. So you know this TV keeps recurring, recurring throughout the movie. And then uh, I was watching TV that night, and I'd had a few beers, of course, like normal. And uh, my VCR was on a timer to shut off for Power Saver. Uh-huh. So I woke up at 4 in the morning right after watching that movie. And my TV is like got the <laughs> black and white and the static. And I'm just laying there like, oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> like, oh, I'm not even like superstitious or anything. But I laid there for like five minutes. Like if a little kid comes out, I'm jumping right out the window head first. Yeah, that, that would make me shit my pants. But I'm usually not affected by movies like that. I wanted to um, do something... That I think would be pretty interesting on the show today. It's called what I call the the kayak experiment. All right. I got this travel app for my phone. It's the kayak mobile app, and it's awesome. I love it, man. Look at this. I could just pull this up. You could you could book hotels, flights, cars. There's a flight tracker, price alerts, uh, airline directory, fees, information. I mean, there's it just goes on and on. Wow, it's got everything. It's awesome. It's uh, it's the kayak app for your iPhone, but you can literally it, within seconds book a flight anywhere in the world at the touch of your fingertips, just right on this app. Okay, Chris Cohen, let's do the kayak experiment. All right, you tell me anywhere in the world. Think crazy. Think far away. Exotic. Where do you want to go? And I'm going to try. Here's what the the fun part. I'm going to try to find the very most expensive ticket I could possibly find. Wow, expensive. How how much do you think the most? And then we'll guess how much the most expensive ticket will be. Probably I don't know two grand. Well, let let's see. I'm talking first first class. Oh, everything. first class. What? Probably six or seven grand. I'm well, gonna let's think. find out. Where do you want to go? First of all, uh, let's start off with something basic. Let's try like Tokyo. 
Tokyo. Okay, I've, I've thrown it. That's Norita Airport uh, in Tokyo, I believe. I've been there. Uh, Narita, yes. Okay. And we will depart, uh, let's say, April 10th. It's a ways off, right? Right, right. And we will return, actually, yeah. We'll depart April 10th and we'll return April 20th. How's that? Sure. Why is it not letting me do this here? I'm having some trouble here. <laughs> of course, right? When I'm trying to do my experiment. Okay, we'll just change the date so I can do it. What's the date today? Uh, today's April 1st. That's probably why. I'm trying to book a flight today. So it's like April 10th. That's what I said, wasn't it? You said first, I thought. Or did you say 10th? No, nah, I thought I said 10th. I don't know. Anyways, this is great radio. <laughs> 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 All right, we're going to depart on the 10th. We're going to return on the 20th. Done. We're going to be flying first class, of course. The right. only way we travel, Cohen, right? Yeah, exactly. Never flown first class in my life. I've been bumped up, but never done it on my own. All right, we're leaving on the 10th. We're coming back on the 20th. How much do you think the most expensive first class ticket is? Chris uh, Cohen, five, your guess. $5,000. Uh, okay. I, I'm not going to guess because I kind of know it's going to be way crazier than that. Uh, that's bad. Um, since it's way crazier, let's go for like... Uh, oh, wow. I found 7000 See, I'm... 7000 is the most expensive. $7,000. What is that? About a 14-hour flight? I think like 13. Let me see. Okay. Let's try something else here. All right. I'm going to go to Bangkok. Bangkok, Thailand. Uh, I don't remember. It must have been this one. Flying first class. Let's see. You would be able to take advantage of the free drinks pretty well, though, in a 13-hour flight. See, I think I was doing it wrong. Let me see here. Oh, yeah, you get tanked, but I don't know if it's too good to get drunk on a flight, brother. How much do you think to Bangkok, leaving those same dates? Uh, it's probably a little farther. I don't know. Maybe eight grand. Well, I found one that that's about that. But the the one that I have found one for 30000 You leave at 8.30 a.m. Is that round trip or one way? That's round trip, though. Yeah, but still. Good God. $30,000. Does it say what perks come with that other than free drinks? Uh, You actually own the city of Bangkok once you land there. You actually own the city. Until a military coup throws you three days later. That's not bad. It'd be fun for two days. But my thing is, who's ordering these $30,000 tickets? Are there people in this economy that are that are throwing around money like that? Yeah, even if you're a multimillionaire, you're not going to throw thirty grand on a flight. I, well, maybe you would. I don't know. All right, let's continue this kayak experiment, and then we'll close the show. I, now I'm going to try to find the cheapest flight to Bangkok on those dates, and we'll fly economy this time. We'll leave on the 10th, and... Uh, come back on the 20th of April. And this is according to Kayak. Round trip, right? Round trip. God, I, 
probably spent at least a grand, I would think. Oh, I think it'll be more than that. You can tell I don't fly to Bangkok very often. <laughs> no, but one day you will. And you'll love it. 1500 1500 So that's a difference of, uh, what, $28,600? Yeah, that's a real money saver, Jeez. if you think about it. <laughs> Twenty eight grand. That's a good three year run of comedy. Right you know, there. there's some <laughs> some rich guy's wife just like, honey, get his tickets to Bangkok, no problem. Thirty thousand dollars. Well, they're first class. How much is it to uh, fly his luggage? Oh, just a couple hundred. Yeah, I think that's a bag check fee. I think that's an arrest, is what oh, that okay. is. I think people have tried that kind of thing before. Human trafficking. Yes. You do human traffic yourself. I don't know. If you do, should you get arrested for it? Probably not. I don't think so. Any final parting words to our uh, traveling listeners, Chris Cohen? Once again, always check the weather and apparently uh, make sure you don't check first class when you're flying somewhere. Yeah, be careful. Uh, (laughs) Thanks for listening, everybody. We will see you soon. Safe travels. Smoke weed.